Hello! Welcome back to the Dungeon Boys Podcast. We are seven friends telling a high fantasy science fiction story, Dungeons and Dragons style. We appreciate you listening and supporting us. This podcast is intended 1000% for adults because, as you all know, we say inappropriate shit all the time. Fuck a whole lot. Fuck, fuck a, a lot. lot. Fuck a lot. Fuck a lot. Fuck a lot. Fuck fuck fuck. A lot. Um, I don't curse because I'm a respectable person, so maybe don't put your dirty mind on me. What? Oh, my mind's on you. <laughs> Content warnings can always be found in the episode description. Now let's go ahead and grab one of our lovely Patreon questions. Today's question, what would be your character's epitaph? All right, boys. What is up, bitches and beholders? It is your boy, Grant, and I play your Golden Dragonborn Barbarian, Kathal Tarash. I would have to say as... Hmm. I don't even really know. Tarash's, as Tarash's epitaph, I'd probably have to say... Do it for her. <sighs> Shut up. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it, it goes, it's Torash, not Torash, but, it's, but it just says Torash. Here lies the Garden of Bahamut. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Insert finger guns. Hey, y'all. This is um, Arlen, your winged tiefling warlock, playing the character of Valen today. And what would it say on his epitaph? I, I thought about it, and I think it would just be like, here lies Valen. Sometimes he found some cool shit. Cool. <laughs> Love it. Hey, everybody. It's me, Lindsay, playing Six, the tabaxi rogue. And I think her little epitaph would say something along the lines of, if you're reading this, I chose to die because nobody tells me what to do. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Dylan, playing Temple, the Warforged Monk. Uh, I think if Temple die, well, no, Temple won't die. Temple can't die. So he'll, what he'll do is he'll stand up on a uh, slab of concrete, pretend to be like a bronzed statue of himself, and when people try to read uh, the tiny little inscription, he'll go. <laughs> gotcha, bitches. There's my non-answer. <laughs> Um, that question was asked by the phenomenal Quinn, who's our patron, Patreon, patron. So thanks, Quinn. Thank you. If you want to hear more questions that our Patreons are asking, you can actually check us out. Uh, we have Echoes of the Adio, which is our after show where we go over the episodes. We give feedback to each other, talk about all the good shit. And then after that, we, uh, we ask a bunch of questions and make fun of each other and say fuck a lot. Also, I'm Justine, your dungeon master for this campaign. You might have noticed that you didn't hear Ellie do her amazing intro as pants because some of the audio files decided to roll a natural one and got a little bit corrupted. But don't you worry, we remember. We decided that Ellie and pants' epitaph would be R.I.P. Rest in pants. And now the Dungeon Boys proudly present Stardust echoes.
last episode, as Six stepped forward and led the Harper's Requiem through the dingy and dark back alley streets of Stratus, her home planet. They got closer and closer to the piece of the cannon they were tracking. The key. Eventually, they stumbled upon the depths of the black market. There, they were presented with a series of shops, along with a tavern bar, the Greasy Butterfly. While at said bar, they admired the beautiful statues that stood lighting the entire scene and noticed a familiar pirate standing underneath them. Stoner. Upon confronting Stoner, they learned he no longer worked for Phantom, but that Phantom had been on Stardust in this very black market only hours ago. He also let them know that she would be attending the underground fighting pits, and they could find the password through one of the shopkeepers around the market. They went to JJ Jewelers, where Pants had a moment of pantsness and stole a pearl of power underneath the jeweler's nose. And with that, our party still isn't any closer to finding the passer to the fighting pits, but continues on. So you walk out of Gigi Jewelers, you kind of shake off Sylvana's intenseness and look at each other. Pan says nothing. <laughs> All right, so that was JJ's. We got information about where the fighting pits are, um, so we need to figure out the password. So it's the ninth laugh, or what was the other one? The... The professor that wants pants his finger. Noxious. Professor Noxious. Noxious. Professor Noxious. Where, 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 where was that again? I, I missed that. I think that was... Was that the soggy chicken? How much longer is Temple going to be drunk? <laughs> you just hit your hour, my friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> the fresh air hits up and he's just like... Mm. As you walk out, the fresh air hits Temple's non-nostrils and his wires seem to go back. His eyes are pulsing at the same level now. He puts a hand on his head and shakes and... Oh, never, ever again. That's a lie. I'm sorry that you all had to deal with that. That was... That sucked. Ah, you're fine. Grayson just puts a hand on Temple's shoulder. We've all been there. Let's head to the ninth life. Pants, you good? Yeah, I'm great. Perfect. All right, so off to the ninth life? I'm going to insight check Pants. (laughs) Pants, he's insighting to see if you're actually okay. If you were telling the truth, roll persuasion. If you were telling a lie, roll deception. Grayson rolled a 21. Huh. Well, he asked if I was doing okay. Yeah. Is that, are you, and I am. Okay, so roll persuasion. He's doing this because he doesn't believe you. 13. Grayson Pants says, I'm doing okay, and you don't believe Pants. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. But I am. I'm doing great. <laughs> I just kind of give you the side eye and walk, start walking to the ninth life. Grayson, before you take another step, he kind of looks down at Pants a little bit. And kind of gives a little side eye. Pants, why don't you, uh, why don't you show to the group what you what you got in your little in your little uh, in your little pocket there? I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, you mean, uh, you mean, um, you you mean, uh, <clears throat> shit, I got nothing new. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Insight. <laughs> Uh, Valen's gonna insight check that. Pants, pants roll deception. Okay, insight. I'm not very good at lying, and you all know it. That's a 21. God, you guys, how come you guys roll so well on these and not on other shit? Shit, we actually need, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Six rolled a 13. Grayson rolled an 11. 
Pants rolled a 14. Six and Grayson look at Pants and are like, whatever. And then Val and you look at Pants and you're like, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to pull him aside to the shop. Like, like we're kind of by the statue now. Okay. So we're, we're walking and I'm going to pull him back. I'm going to kneel down. Pants? Yeah? You can be honest. I don't, I really don't care. Um, I've made a, as you know, I've made a, a pretty good living gathering things. <laughs> and apparently it's enough. You did something enough to... Make Torash upset. Well, Torash gets upset about lots of things. I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, this is different. This is. You're not there, wrong. bro. You're not there. <laughs> Daddy's not gonna be yeah, mad I, at I, you I if you tell the truth. <laughs> okay, I guess. I guess we have this thing, Valen. Okay, I guess. We can. I, I'll keep it between us. Don't worry about it. I won't tell anybody. Torash can. Okay. You know, it's 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 just between you and me. Okay, because I think I'm gonna need your help figuring it out anyways, so uh Okay. I uh I uh and he pulls it out from his breast pocket and just holds it in the palm of his hand. It shines. Okay. Um <laughs> can And then I, he quickly puts you, it back into his breast pocket. I'm I'm gonna be like, do you mind if I I I'm not gonna pick it I'll get it back to you. I just need to know. I, I can help you out real quick. Okay, and he puts it into Valentine. Okay, I'm going to uh, cast Identify. Okay. It's something that I can cast as a ritual. So I have, I, it's under, I'm, I'm going to be using my pack slot. And to be clear, I'm giving it, I'm trusting it to give it, I said I need Valen's help because I know from the history role that I had. Yeah. I know about it, and I know that I need a, I need like a secret command or something to activate it. Is that basically tell you what it does? It tells me what it does, and then also, does it give me any kind of insight onto what the command word is? The Pearl of Power. As you hold it, Valen, in your hand, it glows and almost speaks to you. This is a wondrous item that is very uncommon. You know that it's a rare item, and while you hold it, you know that if you speak a certain word, or more or less pants does, that you can regain one piece of magic that seems to come to you. It's extended to some of your higher levels of magic that you've only just started to tap into. And once you use it, it can't be used until the next dawn because the two suns almost seem to power it. Valen, you get the sense that Pants himself gets the command word for this. I'm going to put it back in Pants' hand and close his hand and I'm going to be like, this is, um, it's going to take a minute, a bit, like about an hour to kind of attune yourself to it and get it ready, like, you know, maybe one of these times we're taking a break, but you're kind of you're gonna be in control of this command word, so you can pick anything you want. Okay, I take it back. I have his hand in my hand, and I give it back to him, and I'm like, just safeguard it, and you know, it'll be our secret. Okay, you won't tell anybody. I'm not gonna. Except I guess freaking Torash. <laughs> 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 he tried to make me put it back. God. Oh, of course he. Of course he did. Some of us have what they call a, a conscience, and some are louder than others. I'll say that much. Okay, thanks, Valen. And then I'll stand up and like, let's go check out the nine lives. <laughs> okay, so you walk across the crowded market, getting like glances and whispers, but as you stick together, no one really seems to bother you. You arrive at the other end of the market at the Ninth Life Alchemy Shop. You enter and hear a slight twill of a bell. Your eyes kind of have to adjust because it's very much brighter light here than it is outside. 
and you see so many potions, books, knickknacks. There's like a cool skeleton propped in the corner with feathers and notes pinned to various bones. And it's just organized clutter everywhere. It would honestly take you weeks to look at every single item in the shop. But one thing does seem to stick out, and it's on the counter. A small tabaxi. This little guy is so cute. (laughs) He stands upon the counter inspecting a potion that is currently smoking. And he's just a three foot tall munchkin tabaxi with gray tabby fur. He wears a lavender cloak with extra large buttons and a hood on his head. Large fluffy ears poke from the hood and his amber eyes kind of turn towards you. Whiskers twitch with a smile. I want to take him with me. (laughs) I want him as a friend. He's like a palico. And he hops off the counter and gracefully pitter-patters towards your group. Hey, God, while this is happening, I'm going to message Torash. Yeah, of course. Go ahead. So it's going to be like a message to you. It's a cantrip of mine. And I'm just going to say, don't worry about it. I'll talk to pants and sorted everything out. Torash kind of nods slightly and then turns his head to the tabaxi. This is soggy chicken, yeah? No, this no, is... No, this is uh, no, this Ninth Life. Ninth, ninth life. life. Okay. Ninth Life. Okay. Now I get it, because he's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, Mary. How you, how you doing? How can I help you all here? Yeah. Oh, well, hello. Hi. My son. No, I don't think I know you, ma'am. <laughs> Sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> Hail and well met. Um, we're... Hail and well indeed. How can I help you, sir? We're just trying to get down to the fighting pits. Would you happen to know what the password is currently? That's extremely brash. I've never heard someone be so honest. I love you. Would you like to look at my goods, too? Um, Sure. Well, I have acids and alchemist fire and antitoxin and bottles and component patches and flasks and tankers and healers kit. What about what about this section that says rare potions? What do you got in there? Oh, that's my favorite part. <laughs> and he kind of opens these wooden doors and you see his rare potions. So, um, yeah, of course. And this small tabaxi who's adorable. It's like literally an inch taller than pants. Aww. Runs up, very trusting, and is like, I have rare stuff indeed. Here you go. Um, I have an elixir of health, a dust of disappearance, and a potion of mind reading. Mm. Can you just run through real quick the basics of what all those do? Absolutely. Well, this elixir of health is quite rare, you know. And when you drink this potion, it cures any disease affecting you. It even removes things like being blinded or even deafened. And sometimes when folks get paralyzed or poisoned, it removes those conditions too. And you kind of look at this swirling clear red liquid that's bubbling in the light. Do you want to know what the next one does? Please. This little tabaxi holds up this bag of dust. It's very fine dust and says, Well, this is a very good thing of um, very fine sand. There's enough of it for only one use, but when you use it, you can throw the dust in the air and you, and then each person within 10 feet of you, they come invisible. Hmm. Is it the same same characteristics as like the invisibility spell? It's its own thing. Or it's like a bonus on stealth, or it's... So you could do it whenever. Okay. Yeah, what, what, what's this last one here? Oh, 
This is the rarest of all the potions. This is the potion of mind reading. And his whiskers kind of bloop, bloop, like forward, like he's paying attention. And he says, when you drink this potion, you get the effect to detect others' thoughts. And so you guys see this dark purple liquid with a kind of a pink cloud surrounding it. This is the spell Detect Thoughts. And that's kind of what I have on the rarish side. I, uh, I also have, um, I have all kinds of things. I have alchemist supplies, an herbalism kit, a poisoner's kit, even if you're on the violent side. What about you there, giant dragonborn? I feel like you're a tough boy. Hmm. I'm going to roll something, but ignore it. Fuck yeah, natural 20. That's hard to ignore. How do we ignore that? Aw, fuck. Go ahead, Grant. You have a great selection of, of wares, but unfortunately nothing peaks nothing peaks my interest that much. I appreciate you showing it to us. Oh, that's okay. I respect everyone's boundaries, but I want to let you know there, Dragonborn. I get new stuff probably every two weeks or so, so if you're in the area, I have other spells for ya. Hmm. I will keep that in mind. I appreciate that. And then he jumps up on the counter and like a cat like kind of scratches his behind his ear. And then shakes it off and looks at Valen and says, You ain't gonna see something. Oh yeah, how much is the the dust of disappearance? Well, I normally charge 350 credits, but for you, I might do 280. Hmm. Well, I still gotta go swing by the... That's what everyone says. You want a different price there? Oh, um, I still gotta go swing by hot stuff to swap out some weaponry, um... For some credits. I respect that. However, I will say that Codex can be a little more intense than I can be. So if you need anything, make sure you remember me, okay? My name is Taka. Oh, Taka. Um, Karen say we won't forget you. He jumps up on your shoulder. I won't forget you either. Not much come with wings here. Asamar are strictly forbidden. Oh, that seems... Did not know that. Racist. A little bit. It's not racist, it's just that most Asimar were made or created or worked by the council. Mm. Well, I'm not that, so... I know, that's why I like you, and he... Like against your horns. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. There's only room here for one small friend. <laughs> Ooh, jealous pants. <laughs> he just kind of looks at pants and goes, I really like you. I really like you too. Hugs. And he hugs you with his furry body. Aww. <laughs> That's the cutest thing I've ever seen. I don't want him to hug me. <laughs> oh no. Taka. Uh, Pants doesn't hug him back and he jacks up and he goes, I respect your boundaries. What were you saying there, half elf? Do you know what the password is to get into the fighting pits? Well, I do know that. I see I have some secret guards around here who always know. And I also know that Nicaea always gives favor to those who win the fighting pits. Right, but we need to kind of know how to get in there to win. Well, I unfortunately have been really busy today, so I think only Professor Knox knows. But I also know that if you want to find out what Nicaea gives, which is probably pretty important... You can go to Hot Stuff Blacksmith, and they will tell you what you can win. 
That sounds fantastic. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Do you want to buy anything? Um, Healer's kits. Antitoxin. I've got it all. <laughs> What's a component pouch? It's something you carry things for your spells and... This guy's a closer. How much for that elixir of health there? Um, for you, sir, a hundred credits. Uh, best I can do is fifty. Mm, I'll do eighty for you. Sixty. Roll persuasion. Thirteen. I uh, do sixty-five. I can do sixty-five. And his tail like floofs up, and he like like bounces around the shop and he grabs the elixir he wraps up with a perfectly beautiful purple bow he has like some potpourri on top and he goes here you go sir no thank you kindly what a cutie but how much are the potions of healing the potions of what the potions of healing oh the basic ones let's see here oh those ones are only 50 credits but for you because you bought something else I'll give you it for 40 um, what if we did it for 30? Hmm. Roll persuasion. Uh, 17. Okay, since you're so nice and your wings haven't broken anything, trust me, I get a lot of wings that break things, you know what I mean? I will go ahead and give it to you for that. Cool, 30. How the fuck am I so poor? I gotta go rob a bank. <laughs> okay, so you walk back out into the area. The little kitty gives you all mints, like, to leave. They're all, like, spicy, yummy peppermints. And says, I'll see you soon. Come back, please. And you've officially gone through the alchemy shop, and you know all the secret items there, which is the ninth life. Where do you want to go next? Hot stuff blacksmithing. So it's the, actually the shop next door. And you walk in, and you feel heat. You feel, it's like a sauna, it's dry heat that hits you. Sweat, your hair and fur and scales instantly kind of go damp against your skin. And there is a large human gentleman, a scar protrudes off his grayed face, his gray hair. He's hammering on something with a pipe, smoking with something in his mouth, and he just ding. Ding doesn't even notice you as he continues to hammer. Ding, ding on his thing. He kind of looks at you, <laughs> gives a gruff, gr- like, growl, and then continues on. Hail and well met. We're traveling through here, and we're just kind of looking to to upgrade what we have and potentially get some information as well. Welcome to my shop, I guess. Uh, what are you looking for? Well, information-wise, we would love to know if you have any information on what the current password is to get into the fighting pits. We wish to compete. You look like a noble. I get that a lot. The face, very angular, I've been told. Also, the cleanliness of you. <laughs> So, would you happen to know the password then, sir? Don't know what you're talking about. Sure you don't. Well, in that case, what kind of things do you have for sale? I got armor, weapons, and adventure gear. I also got some tools and kits if you're interested in that sort of thing. 
Are you, uh, selling this prototype? And he gestures to Temple. No. No. No, he's not for sale. Um, I do have a few things. 20,000 credits for the robot. Holy shit. (laughs) That's a lot of money. You could do a lot of good with that. Yeah, but I think you're still more useful than... Well, thanks, Valen. Looks like you're rolling for a new character there, Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) Um... No, that's not what I had in mind. Um, I'm going to pull out my plus one dagger. I feel like it's a little bit ornamental, probably made with some better quality Damascus steel, so it's like layered and hasn't been used. It's brand new. Um, And then I'm also going to um, reach behind me and pull out my trident. Oh, fuck. And be like, I also have this um, that I might be willing to part with. Shit. Um, it still has some, it still has some magical properties. And then when I hold it, you'll start to see the water elemental move up my arm, and then it starts to take over, and then it goes back into the tr- the trident. Well, shit, you came to barter then. Looking at what you have here, just mm, it's not really struck my fancy. Um, well, I'll be damned. And he kind of roughly with his hairy buff arms pulls this piece of wood aside and you see some rare and illegal items and he says I got some armor here that's a plus one armor I got this shield and it's an arrow catching shield which is magical and he goes and I got this scimitar and it's a scimitar of speed well I'm gonna turn to him like well what what are these worth to you? But let me show you something even better. And then he pulls up another thing, and you see dragon scales. How much? Of, this, of the same colors of the dragon riders, and you see a thing of venom. How much do you want for the dragon scales? Do you even know where these are from, boy? I sure do, and I would love to know how you came across them. <laughs> well, there's a reason I was exiled to this planet. I used to smuggle dragons from eggs. I'd steal them from the dragon riders and sell them on the black market. And then he slaps Grayson's arm and... <laughs> hmm. How much would you like for the scales? Mm, I'm looking for about... Well, there's six of them. Do you want one or the whole lot? All of them. For all of them, I'd look for about 3,000 credits. And he kind of raises his eye- his gray eyebrows and his scarred face at you. How about for trading some of these items we have? How about you give me the Warforged so I give you all my rare items? <laughs> <laughs> the Warforged is off the table. Warforge is off the table, but you do have this trident and this very powerful dagger. Mm, you want to let me see that trident, boy? Pants also uh, offers him the uh, spyglass from the dragon. Oh, shit. Okay. Why don't you throw in that elf finger, too? That'll really sweet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and this, too. Okay. <laughs> you pull up the spyglass, and he goes, Interesting. Yeah, they're space travelers, I assume. That's how we got here. Respectable. 
Can I see that train there, uh, Tiefling? Yeah, I hand it over. He looks at it. You see his hands kind of go up and down on it. You see almost he taps it in certain ways and you see magic kind of like spark out. The trident looks sharper than ever and he goes, All right, I'll give you a deal for the trident. You give me this trident and you get one of the items I offered you plus one of my regular items. Um... You know what? That's just doesn't seem like it's uh, it's worth it for me. It's not really fifteen hundred credits off the dragon scales. And then I'll go ahead and swap it out for one of your rare items as well. Okay, looks at the trident. He turns it around a couple times, flips it, looks at it. It still it still has its um, elemental inside it. You can easily sell that for double for what you're getting it from for us. Mm-hmm. What rare item are you looking at? I'll take that scimitar off you. <coughs> are you sure you don't want to sell the Warforged? And he looks at Temple. Huh. We're positive. positive. My name is Trombone Malone, and it's uh, it's nice to meet you, but... And actually, it's Mr. Trombone Malone to you, sir. Yeah. Alright, I give you the dragon scales, all six of them, which, mind you, you're getting a fucking deal. So are you. These are no longer on your hands, and you don't have to worry about if council comes. I'm talking there, half elf. You watch how you talk to any of us. Roll intimidation. Ooh. Oh, fuck! Well, that's fine because that's a natural twenty, so that's oh, a twenty-three. Anyway. That's a natural twenty, so that's a twenty-three. So, uh, for flavor, when he does that, I'm gonna grab, put my hand on Grayson's wrist or on his on his shoulder. And then you'll see, again, the sparking of magic coming from my right hand. And then it'll be, like, my red and black, and then a little bit of his black and red magic kind together. of sparking and and together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boys. I'm also going to uh, cast Thaumaturgy to make my eyes just turn pitch black. Oh, <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> so Grayson wrote a natural 20, which was a 23. But then Valen assisted with his magic. Also, he casted Thaumaturgy. So while the major impact is from Grayson, the fear, the intimidation, Valen almost affects the background as a creeping sense up your spine. And he looks at this gentleman, and what do you say, Grayson? I say, you watch how you speak to any of us. We are helping you. You are not helping us. We will take these dragon scales off of you. Because if the council decides to come knocking, and eventually they will, if you are found with these, you will not just go to prison. You will be publicly executed for stealing from the dragon riders. You understand that, correct? He looks around. He realizes he's fucking with the wrong damn people. You guys have successfully intimidated him in every fucking way. This giant human with a pipe in his mouth with the scars on his face, the gray hair pushing back. He steps back. He kind of looks around. He looks at the floor. You see sweat beating down his temples. It rolls into his mustache. He looks at pants, sees pants' teeth. Look at Torash, sees his horns, sees Six with her claws, sees Temple with his wires, and he's like... I'm fucking with the wrong group. I, uh, I appreciate the cooperation there. As do we. 
And if you would happen to know if this, if our conversation has at all jogged your memory about what the password is or who knows the password to get into the fighting pits currently, you would greatly appreciate that too. I'll tell you everything I know. The last password was Hellhound, but I think it's changed since then. But please, I hope we can part on ways that don't influence you coming to the hot stuff blacksmith. You have been more than helpful, and we greatly appreciate it. Indeed, Sir Alpha. Here you go. And he gives you... The scimitar of speed and the dragon scales, and you give him the the trident. There's another thing. I did offer the spyglass, but we didn't say anything about it. Oh, the spyglass! Oh, spy glass. Yeah. He very like looking up at you. He's gonna crouch down, even though he's very tall. He takes the trident and he takes the spyglass, and he says, "I appreciate you doing business with me, and as a." Uh, as a respectful token of what we've done. He gives you a pair of manacles. He gives it to Grayson. So Grayson, if you want to add manacles to your inventory, you can. Yeah. Cool. I added the scimitar of speed. And I added the box of dragon scales to mine. Uh, Pants um, looks up at Temple and he's like, Temple, pick me up. Uh, yes, Pants picks up pants. It's like uh, Temple holds him up in front of the blacksmith and goes, and for my spyglass, I want a breastplate. Give me your tiniest breastplate. <laughs> but we already made a transaction. Give me your tiniest breastplate. <laughs> Roll intimidation with advantage. <laughs> All right, I she means business. Watch out. <laughs> I rolled a three. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. And then I rolled a one. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, no. Let's go. As much as I respect your balls there, cold bold, <laughs> I've already literally dealed over my thing. He takes your snout and he pushes you back into Temple's chest. Ugh. Um, when I see that, I slam my hand on the on the table and magical pop out and I'm like, don't you fucking Don't touch you us. try to get more than we already bargained with. Grayson's gonna cast Thaumaturgy again and this time layer his voice with the sound of Terith's voice and make the lights in here just like go super dim. Oh my god, amazing. And say, everybody, everybody calm down. down. We, we don't, don't need, need to resort, resort to violence. Unless of course you'd like your shop to become nothing. Grayson just walks over and takes a breastplate off the wall and tosses it to pants and walks out. <laughs> Holy shit. Yay! I think we're done here. And Grayson looks Grayson looks back, black eyes, Terrence's voice layered over his. For their troubles. He goes, don't fucking come back and leave. But you can tell he's kind of shivering. Now I feel bad. <laughs> so you walk out of hot stuff blacksmithing and you didn't realize how hot it was in there. All of you have a little bit of perspiration along your forehead. The market's even busier. It's later at night. I'd say it's uh, close to like midnight, 1 a.m. Um, the market's even busier and people seem to have an energy of excitement. You hear when people are talking around you, things like pits, fighting, Nicaea, venom. These kinds of words pop out at you a lot. 
and you get a lot of eyes that kind of look at Temple with like narrowed eyes, but then they kind of just keep walking. Um, one, because Warforged are rare, and two, because he is MT1. Oh, wait, crap. I forgot my friendship bracelet. It's back on the ship. I'll be right back. Oh, Pants, wait. No, oh, uh, well, he's gone. Hey, uh, God, what? Where, where'd Pants go? There. Where's he going? Oh, God damn it. Like, I just feel like nobody taught him how to prioritize things. <laughs> I guess we can ask the Galda to keep an eye on him, you know? And just whatever thought just pops into his head becomes the priority for him. There's just, there's just, there's just nothing behind the eyes. No, here's the thing. There's a, there's a lot behind the eyes. It's just like a thunderstorm of chaos. A lawless thunderdome. <laughs> and whatever lightning strike thought hits is what's, is what the thing is at that exact moment. That always seems to work out. We'll let her, we'll let it, we'll let it be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the way that everybody's looking at me. I figure if I'm looking for information on the pits, no one's going to help me. Yeah, I think unfortunately a lot of our group really stands out just by the nature of who we are. Perhaps I could find a cup and do sit and ask for alms. And maybe no one would give me any money, but at least I could hear their conversations as they pass by. That actually is not a bad idea. I'm going to go park myself near the statues to the of to the north of the bazaar unless there are any objections. None at all. I can keep an eye on you, if anything. Appreciate it, Torash. Do we still have our mustaches? Maybe we could put our mustaches back on. Oh, good idea. And Temple pulls out a mustache and sticks it kind of lopsided on his smooth metal face. Ugh, <laughs> perfect. You look totally different now. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm Valen's going to turn to Temple and be like, oh, hi, my name's Valen. How you doing? <laughs> Aha, it's working. Valen, it's me. It's oh, me, your man. friend Temple. God damn it. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I have to find a cup. Can I try to roll, like, perception or investigation, see if I can find an abandoned, like, tin cup or something on the ground? Yeah, you can look on the ground. Also, there's a bar, so you could probably go up and swipe, like, someone just left type of a thing. So hmm. go ahead and roll perception for me. Sure thing. Uh, temper rolled a 14. There is definitely, um, some, like, trash cups, like, disposable type cups on the ground. There's, uh, like, tin cups and glass cups on the bar where people have walked away that the bartender hasn't gotten to cleaning up yet. Uh, I think I did enough damage at the bar. I think I'm going to grab from the trash here. And he, mm. he picks up a disposable, like a red solo cup or whatever. It smells like eggs. Yum. <laughs> kind of shakes it out a little bit. This will be fine. And he uh, starts working his way through the crowd up towards the uh, statues to the north. Can Six try to come Can six come back with like a large shawl for him? Can I snatch a shawl from someone? Yeah. Roll sleight of hand. Okay. <laughs> Should we go to that? Alright. Okay. Alright. Roll good because the consequences will be on Temple. <laughs> <laughs> you asked for it. You hey, that asshole it. has my shawl. Six rolled a 25. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, I think you're fine. Here's your new shawl, Temple. Yeah, I think you're fine. Oh, lovely. So literally a, um, a half-elf walks by, and she's headed towards the jewelers, and she has this, like, black velvet shawl, and six out of nowhere just bumps into her. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I, I oh, oh. Oh, do you see over there kind of a thing? And then takes the shawl and the woman doesn't even fucking notice her shawls off. Um, and yeah, gives it to Temple. Mint. Cool. This is very, very luxurious. Thank you. And he puts it on and he walks away. Okay. 
I will do check-ins with you and perception rolls and insight rolls. Cool. And if you at any time want to get up and explore something, just interrupt me. Perfect. And we will go ahead and go to the rest of the group. So Temple walks away from you in a velvet shawl and a little tin cup. And a mustache. And a mustache. And a mustache. And a mustache. The mustache is the most important part. <laughs> Grayson starts walking towards the soggy chicken. Okay. And I, uh, Torash follows him. So you guys head to the soggy chicken. It is a strange looking building and it's a tailor shop. Mm. So there are coats, outfits, a lot of like protection gear. And there's a human behind the counter. She has wiry gray hair, um, darker aged skin and a gas mask over her mouth. And she's wearing like almost hazard clothing. Oh, dude, I fucking love this girl's outfit. And she just looks at you and kind of gives you a thumbs up as you walk in. Dr. Noxious? <laughs> it's Professor. Professor. My apologies. And your name? Valwin. <laughs> what can I do for you? Oh, we're just looking around. Um... It's my first time here at the bazaar, uh, so just kind of seeing what there is to see. Uh, we did hear uh, some rumblings from various folks here uh, about the uh, the fighting pits and how there's going to be a, a, a match later tonight, and we would like to get down there to, to see and make some wagers on that event. Uh, so any help you can provide with getting us down there would be greatly appreciated. She jumps up on the counter. Bam! Feet slam. You're kind of like taken aback and goes, you really are new here. Cops off, ushers you all in. Come, 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 come. And then shuts the door and locks it. Not everyone here is as um <laughs> interested in the fighting pits that are illegal. <laughs> so you want to make sure those things are set around closed doors. Sure. Absolutely. Ah, well, uh, uh, please have a look around and um, let me know if there's anything you're interested in. As you gaze around, you see, you know, a lot of mis miscellaneous items. There's like bone needles, steel needles. There's tons of cloth, leather, silks. Um, there's toolkits like artisan tools and weavers tools. Magical pockets you can slap on the inside of your coat that like carry things. There's also a lot of adventuring gear like cloaks, component pouches, things like that. And then there's a curtain behind two large bookshelves and you don't know what's behind that and Professor Noxious kind of walks like a crab like she walks sideways and kind of bobs her head oddly and she just gives you very weird vibes fucking Zoidberg if there is a person that you would say is quirky to an extreme, it would be this woman. Can I roll to see if I know her or have had any interaction with her before? Yeah, roll history with advantage. Oh, all right. Oh, all right then. And the reason I'm giving you advantage is because you're from this planet. Anytime you guys do history on your planets you're from, you will get advantage. Okay, six uh, rolled a five and a 15, so 15 it is. Um, you've definitely heard of Professor Noxious. I don't know if you've met her. Mm. You've heard that she is known for doing very illegal trades, like big, big illegal stuff, mm -hmm. and that she was part of the original army formation stuff in, on Lagratus, 
after the war, and that's probably why you can see like the the testing has kind of gotten to her because she was making like chemical weapons. Mm. How old is she? You don't know that. She looks to be in her fifties. Okay. But you don't know. Because wasn't that war like three hundred years ago? Yes. Would she know me? Would she know you? Nah, probably not. Okay. Because you're pretty, you're notorious, but I don't think you let people, mm-hmm. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you don't let people see your face because you don't want to be at Target, right? Right. Like people, everyone knows the name, like six, but they probably don't know what you look like. But I think if she heard of you, she would know who you are. Got it. Anything that you uh, are interested in? Um, yeah, what do you have? Obviously, you uh, have a lot of uh, tailoring supplies, but we're looking for something a little more exciting if you get my drift. Oh, well, the soggy chicken isn't for your average Wiccan. I do have some rare items. I would love to see them. Are you a magician, sir? Of sorts. Hmm. Then she kind of rounds on Torash and says, What about you, old golden one? Hmm. Not currently, but I'm on the way to becoming one. Strange. All three of the males seem to have an aura of magic, but not you, Tabaxi. Oh, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't... My magic is mainly dealing in death. Her eyes get huge, a big smile on her face. She takes off, well, like her eyes crinkle like a smile. She takes off the gas mask. (gasps) I love death. And all her teeth are black. Ooh. And then she's going to walk over to the big curtains that are in front of these bookshelves and be like, these are my rare items. And she pulls it back. And you see robes, beautiful robes. You have, there is a robe of eyes, a robe of colors, a robe of stars, and a bag of holding. And if you would like to know what any of those items are, you can ask her. Um, Or if you're like, would I know what that is? You can roll history or investigation. So just let me know. Mm. Robe of stars, robe of colors, robe of eyes, and then a bag of holding, which we need. (laughs) Yeah. We definitely need. That'd be nice. (laughs) Uh, Valen's going to walk up and be like, "Um, how much for the uh, bag of holding? Are you a collector, sir? Uh, I'm a a collector of sorts. Me as well. Um, for this bag... She kind of looks at you guys, which is strange, because she should know her own prices. So you get the feeling that she's sizing you up. She says, I would part with it for 4,000 credits. (coughs) I won't pay more than 400 credits for that. (laughs) Well, then you can find it somewhere else, sir. Can you give us a the lowdown on what a bag of holdings is? So a bag of holding basically has an interior space considerably larger than the outside dimensions. So it's a magical bag, roughly two feet in diameter at the mouth and four feet deep. That's what it looks like on the outside. It can actually hold up to like 500 pounds worth of stuff, I think. Yeah, like 500 pounds worth of stuff. Basically, you can just keep putting shit in it and it still looks like a regular bag. Um, and then you can pull things out. Got it. If the bag is overloaded, pierced, or torn, it ruptures and is destroyed, and all the contents are scattered on the astral plane. If the bag is turned inside out, its contents spill forth unharmed, but the bag must be put right before it can be used again. 
breathing creatures inside the bag can survive for a number of minutes equal to 10 divided by the number of creatures, minimum of one minute, after which time they begin to suffocate because there's no air in there. Got it. And we want this. It's useful because you can just... Hide shit. Hide shit and also just like, hey, as adventurers, we get a lot of shit and like we can't carry it all on our person. So if we have a bag of holding, we just put everything in the bag of holding. Got it. It's like a pocket dimension, an extra dimensional space where you can just shove shit in. Cool. All right, then. And just pray that Justine doesn't have the uh, the bag man in her lore. <laughs> the, the bag, bag man. man. <laughs> well, then you can possibly find it somewhere else. Yeah, well, we might have to. Please, please, I have, I have other items. Un- un- unless, um, do you happen to deal in favors by chance? Of course I do. So, what can we do for you to acquire some of these items? Well, and then, are you all standing around her? Yeah. Yeah. She, um, looks at you, kind of cocks her head and casts Zone of Truth. Shit. Ah, shit. <laughs> Why'd you have to say that out loud? And that is where we're going to end the session. Hey. Hey, you. No, seriously, you listening. Thank you so much for supporting our show. We put a lot of hard work into this, and the fact that you listen, laugh, enjoy, whether you're on your commute to work, doing the dishes, or... You know, simply just relaxing. We truly appreciate that you are spending your time listening to our show. Because we're a bunch of small amateur creators and we're just trying to make a dream come true. And you are truly proof that that dream is coming true. So enough of the corny shit. Uh, You can check us out on any social media at The Dungeon Boys. And if you want to go from a passive listener to an active supporter, you can check out patreon.com slash the dungeon boys where you will get echoes of the dial our after show which goes over questions that patreons get to send in our feelings and thoughts on the episode us debating rules dm explaining backstory and why the dm that's me i don't know why i'm doing it in third person is bringing in the things that i'm bringing in the characters tuning in on their backstory, us coming up with ideas, brainstorming, and just in general decompressing after these phenomenal episodes. You also get editing and DM tips along with social media stuff from Justine. Preview sketches and art rough drafts from phenomenal art that's going to be coming out. Planet backstory along with some in-depth character backstory. And each boy is committed to putting something out every two weeks about their character. It can be honestly anything from a session review from the player themselves to an in-depth backstory to a silly fun word search. Just come check us out, enjoy, support, and just when it all comes down to it, thank you for enjoying our show. We love being a part of this community with you and can't wait to experience more.